Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Jaden Jessel. Everybody calls me Bridgeport because I'm from Bridgeport. It was a nickname given to me back in fourth grade on the Hartford Hurricanes. But, you know, I just want to make this publicly known that I would love it for everybody to call me Jaden Jessel. That's my name, and that's what I go by. Like I told him, it's going to be your time to shine soon. He wants it every single play, but when it's his time, he, he really puts in all the effort. This, this win is good, but you know, we've been going to the state championship and losing, and all we care about is week 13, December 10th. There's always pressure going 1 0 every week, so you got to keep building every week, keep working. You can't take a week off, no matter the opponent. We kept working and showed on the field tonight. We're definitely happy we're making playoffs, getting the number one seed. Going for it, we're gonna treat it like every other week, you know, keep pushing, work hard, and just never treat them point lightly. We learned all year that any game could be a game. Keep pushing. It's never easy. These kids start grinding it out in the, the winter of last year, all through the spring, the passing leagues, the camps. These kids have been going at it, and I just love them to death. I tell them every day how much I love them. I buy them gifts because I love them and they just come out here and play, and it's, it's why I do it. I think it's why we all do it. These kids are just so awesome. Uh, look, there's a ton of tough teams in the playoffs. If we don't know who's gonna make it, I think we'll all figure it out Thursday night. Uh, you got Lawford, you got Notre Dame West Haven, you got... Uh, uh, <laughs> you got a lot of tough teams in that bracket, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Hartford, Public, they're playing good ball. We'll watch and we'll see, but there's a lot of football left to be played. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Meat Grinder, your weekly dose of high school football in Connecticut. And I'm your host, Sean Patrick Foley. With me, as always, is Pete McGuaga. Pete, what's up? It's so nice to be talking about football <laughs> after this past weekend. Up at the soccer all day. He was playing the other type of football, the European football, football. the World it was Cup football, football, F-U-T-B-O-L, uh, over at the Hartford uh, Stadium. There, Trinity, big, big weekend for you. Yeah, very long weekend. Very. Uh, so um, 
I wasn't around for the fall championships last year. I was at the Islanders opener at the UBS arena last year. So this is a, I think I saw eight soccer games on this weekend. So that's nine soccer games in the last two years I've been to. So it, it was a lot. I did actually get to see a little bit of football. You're at the top of the show. You heard a little bit from Berlin completing their 10 and 0 regular season. Lorenzo Mille and Coach A uh, on the call there uh, talking about their prospects in Class M. They're excited to get started. Uh, they defeated Middletown 20, sorry, 35 to 21. And then you also heard a little bit from Jaden Jesserum. Don't call him Bridgeport from Bloomfield with the 16 to 12 victory over Windsor. They knocked them out. He scored two touchdowns and he had a message for everybody. Don't call me Bridgeport. It's Jaden. And uh, I, for one, will be uh, adhering to that, that he was angry. Uh, just a great uh, couple games there. You know, lots going on, lots of playoffs to get to. We're having the hybrid here. So don't touch that dial. We're having a hybrid. We're going to go through the playoff points today. We're going to take a quick look at the top 10, which is just ridiculous. And then we're just going to jump right into picks. we got a lot of games to pick. It's PD Page who's picking podcast, Meat Grinder, Mono a Mono, going, getting all meshed together. So I'm excited. Let's get this thing rolling here, Pete. It's a, it's a crossover episode. Yes. I love crossover episodes. <laughs> They're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's just start at the top, you know. Uh, the, t- the top 10 poll has just dropped, and uh, every single time, guys, our voters have just completely just been sleeping. Every week, they sleep, they wake up, oh, wait a minute, I should have voted uh, West Haven number one, and then they, sure enough, we get a couple of turncoats. From last week, we got a Southington voter change, we got a Maloney voter change. Next thing you know, we have West Haven's number one going into Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm sure Fairfield Prep loves to hear it. <laughs> so does West Haven uh, going into that Wednesday night game, but... Uh, I, you know, I don't know, Pete. I'm I'm kind of throwing my hands up uh, with the top 10 voters this year. Uh, you know, guys, wake up. Wake up. You know, where were you last week? Now I got to change it. Southern and sitting there going like, what about us? You know, wait, wait, you just switched us? We didn't even play. Neither did West Haven. Uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? It's absurd. I mean, <clears throat> it's very reactive. Um, I guess maybe Hamden West Haven was played too late on a Saturday for many people to uh, to pay attention to the scores, though Mike Fornabio does an amazing job of, um, you know, getting the scores out to our voters. So I, I don't know what gives. Uh, just it's disappointing is what it really it uh, it honestly is just very disappointing. It's it's at the end, as the coaches always say, it's at the end of the year that we care about really should care about this. Stuff. Yeah. Not, and not- our voters have done a good enough job to make people not care about the poll. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Number one, West Haven. Number two, Southington. Number three, Greenwich. Number four, Maloney. Not much of a change there except the top. Then it's just St. Joseph, New Canaan, Hamden, Ansonia, Staples, and number 10, Newtown. That's no real big change. Um, I guess Killingly somewhere down there still is uh, ahead of Wyndham or something, but... Uh, you know, again, it's a, it's just a wacky top 10 poll. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, but what we're really here for right now is to find out who is in and who is out of the state playoffs. Uh, it is the greatest, well, at least now it is, but it's the greatest week of the Connecticut sports calendar. Thanksgiving Day football in Connecticut is just amazing. Uh, as much as the CIC has watered down, not just the playoffs, but now everybody's getting in. Um, and we only have, we're only going to have a few spots available on on a Thursday morning. So the, the intrigue is kind of all sucked out of it. We've complained about it all year. 
Uh, and and it's just, uh, you know, it's just been a it's just it's just anticlimactic. Now, it helps me a little bit in Mike Florida and you. We don't have to do as much work trying to figure out the playoff points. But, uh, you know, there are some wacky things going on this year with six divisions. Um, you know, that's another thing. Yeah, like we feared, we said it at the beginning of the season, there were going to be some strong divisions and there are going to be some really weak divisions. Right now, uh, the really strong division is class double S. You might not even get in Valley Regional at nine and one if everything goes against you. That's ridiculous. Yep. Meanwhile, over in class M, you know, we have teams that are under 500 in this going into this week that are fighting for playoff spots. So, uh, yeah, this does not work anymore. Nope. <laughs> so, and I've mentioned a million times, I hate to belabor the point, but it's just, we got to figure out something else. Because well, it's, it's just crazy how like for Valley regional, because of the forfeits and everything going on with Hartford public, who amazingly went two and one in the same day this yeah, weekend. I think, yeah. As Ned pointed out, they might've been the first team to ever go two and one in one day. In one day. In one day. Just crazy, and like it kind of sucks because you know for Valley Regional, you know you're the coaching staff there. You're like, hey guys, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. Everything's laid out in front of us, and it's this super secret formula. I mean, it's a, it's more of a secret formula than Captain America's super serum. Uh, you know, it's it's so you know, and and people are trying to figure it out, and we have it, and Valley Regional knows what they have to do. And now it changes because a game from week one is deemed ineligible. Now, whether it was self-reported or, you know, we don't know really the behinds of things, but it's it's kind of crap. Like I'd be pissed if I was Valley Regional. And like, I loved uh, uh, the um, Rocky Hill coach's quote Rich, to you. Rich Dance. In your story. Rich Dance. I think that was a great quote where he was like, this happened to us. Like people forget that in, was it 2014? Yeah. Uh, with Berlin. Like we were the ones that got, screwed out of this so like they should not feel bad i'm not saying that it's just you go from one more game being like hey you know even if we you know maybe the coaches aren't saying it to the players but they're in their head like hey, maybe if we don't really have our best against Adam killing we still have the chance to go and now it's like you know within a day it's win or get in and you might not even get in if you win because, you know, all these other things are in play. It's just such a convoluted system. And I, I would be I would be livid if I was Valley Regional. I wrote a call going into this week saying, like, uh, please, let's just let's eliminate the math. Let's let's create some meaningful divisions where you win a division and then you go like, let's put it all the onus on the field. Your performance, you win, you go. That should be it. Yeah. No more math. This isn't college. This was great. This this formula was great when there was like, you know, 12, 13, 14 leagues and nobody played anybody. Well, it look, was fine then. But now it's just everybody plays it. We can get together as a state and figure it out how we can do this right. But I, this I'm just saying, I don't know what kind of college you went to. There was very limited math when I went to college. But yeah. I know now in schools, if you have to do homework, you have to do math homework, you have to show your work, right? You have to write out your work. How did we get here? Well, CIAC, show me your work. Let's let's see this actual formula that we don't have to try and figure out on our own. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> the CIAC will uh, doesn't they won't say much, but they will say that this will all work itself out uh, yeah. as it normally does, and it does. But there, you know, the 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 idea that one of the divisions has teams that are one loss in danger and teams in another division uh, that are. Uh, uh, that are f under 500, you know, going to this week. 
it, something's wrong there. There, there, we didn't, we knew that was going to happen. So, uh, anyway, uh, again, we, we could go on and on, but here is the situation going into the uh, and going into Thanksgiving week. Uh, in class double L, you have eight of eight, it's already filled up, which is unprecedented. Greenwich and West Haven, they have the home games already clinched. Uh, in class L, you have five of eight teams are in St. Joseph, Naugatuck, Newtown. New Canaan and Maloney. St. Joseph has already clinched a home game. And Class Double M, five of eight have clinched. SMSA is the only one who's got a home game. Northwest United, Killingly, Weathersfield, Thames River are all in. Class M, six of eight. Berlin has the home game. Law, ATI, Rockville, Notre Dame, West Haven, and Ram are the other teams that have unofficially clinched. Class Double S, just four of eight right now. Four in Wyndham. Cromwell, Portland, and Granby, Canton. And then you have seven in Class S. There's only one spot remaining. Ansonia, Holy Cross, Woodland, Bloomfield, New Fairfield, East Catholic, and Seymour. That is 38 of 48 teams, Pete, that have already unofficially clinched for the CIC playoffs. And on there, there are a few games on Tuesday, and it's going to get worse and worse until the end of by the Thanksgiving. It might be only like a handful of, uh, of, uh, of playoff spots to be had making all these games practically meaningless other than seating which is just disappointing so can i go spend thanksgiving with my family yeah pretty much they would love <laughs> there's to only a, there's not going to be a lot of winning it you know those winning in those do or die games there's not a lot of them this year teams even the teams that are in that situation right now we're sitting here on a, on a monday morning they could know like for example cheshire could know it's whether it's in or out before it even kicks off against uh, Southern, as it is now, they need to win to get in. But if Shelton loses to Xavier on uh, on Tuesday night, or if um, New Milford loses to New Fairfield on Tuesday night, it might even not even get to that. Cheshire could be like, oh, we don't have to really win. You know, the pressure's off, which I'm sure a lot of these coaches like. But you know, uh, <laughs> but for fans and for people who like this stuff, maybe not so much. So, uh, like we said, uh, Double L is all set. Greenwich and West Haven have clinched home games. Greenwich plays Staples, and if Staples can beat Greenwich, they'll get a home game. Southington with a win over Cheshire, they'll also get a home game. There's a possibility if Southington loses or Staples loses, the other teams can move up, hand the win in the Green Bowl. Trumbull knocking off St. Joseph, they can certainly move up. Fairfield Prep, if it beats West Haven, will certainly move up. Right now, West Haven's sitting in that 2-7 spot with Fairfield Prep, which means if they beat him and it stays this way, they might wind up playing Fairfield Prep at their place in just seven days, which I'm sure both coaches would love. And then you also have Glastonbury sitting there. Not much room for Glastonbury to move up in this group. Um, in Class L, what we're looking at now is New Milford, Darien, and Cheshire. They all need to win to get in. Uh, the only way Shelton can get in there, they're the only one that's, that has a shot, was if they beat Xavier and one of those teams to lose. We could know by Tuesday night, as I mentioned. If New Milford loses, then Shelton, Darianne, Cheshire very well could get in. Um, and Cheshire still got to win that game because there's a chance maybe it doesn't get in with a loss. Uh, but it's not likely, especially if New Milford um, loses and it's matched up with, with Ch uh, Cheshire. So so that's basically it. Cheshire, Darianne, New Milford win to get in. Shelton needs to beat Xavier on Tuesday night and have one of those teams lose to get in. In Class Double M, Windsor did everybody who's fighting for a spot here a huge favor by losing to Bluefield on Saturday. Now they're kind of trying to hope that Platt loses to Maloney in the Stoddard Bowl. That way, then you're going to have a pretty, you know, a big fight for number eight here between Guilford, 
which has got a beat hand to get into the position, which it hasn't done since 2006. Then there's Wilton, which is laying in wait, hoping enough points go away, go their go their way to maybe snatch that last spot. Otherwise, Massick win and get in over Newtown, North Haven over Amity win and get in. Even with a loss, Massick is still going to be pretty close. If Platt loses, they're going to be out. And again, it will open the door for maybe Guilford if they could beat Hand or Wilton. I had Wilton guys asking me what the score of the Bloomfield game was uh, of that on uh, on Saturday. So they're definitely paying it. It'd be crazy if they got in, Wilton, after not getting in last year. Class M, it's basically a race right now. Hartford Public, if it beats Weaver, will get in. Brantford, if it beats the East Haven, pretty much could get in. Although East Lime... And maybe even Woodstock, if Woodstock beats Killingly, would put itself right in the mix. Lyman Hall is kind of a long shot there. Uh, but East Lyman's got to beat Waterford. It's just going to be coming down to a, a bonus point battle. If Hartford Public loses the Weaver, which probably won't happen, uh, it's it's kind of a mess. But one of those teams, Hartford Public, Brantford, East Lyman, or Woodstock could get in. Uh, you know, if Brantford beats East Haven, which it should, although that game has been a big spoiler game, uh, Brantford at 5-5 five and five, Pete, will get in which is just imagine. Remember John Lamone last year was just trying to figure it out whether he was going to get in with two losses. Now it's five. He can get in. So, uh, you know, hey. Insane. Survive in advance, right? You just do what you yeah. got to do. And then, you know, if they give you a playoff spot, you go with it. Yeah. Uh, in, <laughs> in class double S right now, uh, it is. It, this is where the crazy happened. So Rocky Hill got the forfeit from Hartford Public for use of an ineligible player. Rocky Hill catapulted from like 11 all the way to number seven over Valley, over Ellington, over Gilbert. And now they're sitting in a sweet spot. If they beat Cromwell Portland on Wednesday night in the Shunpike showdown, they will definitely get in. Uh, then, then you have another a fight, Gilbert, Valley, and Ellington. Gilbert, by beating St. Paul, will get in. And then Valley, if it beats HK, it's going to need one of these teams to lose ahead of it to get in. It could be maybe Barlow, maybe Ledger which those two schools still need to win to get in, but they're only bonus points away, really, at this point. It, so Valley is looking at one of these teams has got to lose. Gilbert to St. Paul, Rocky Hill to Cromwell Portland. I think that's the one, Valley. Re really, Valley wants that one. If Cromwell and Portland, their buddies, can come through for them, they would also bring Valley into the fold uh, as, a, as, a, uh, as a playoff participant, which would be, you know, if they beat HK tomorrow night or a Tuesday night, uh, they should be in, they'll be in great position, but now they just got to get that one more victor, that one more team ahead of them to lose. They would prefer it's Cromwell Portland over Rocky Hill. Uh, Ellington is going to need Valley and Rocky Hill to lose and to beat Rockville. So it's very dire right now for the Knights, which are seven, they're seven and two. If they beat Rockville and that, and someone doesn't lose ahead of them, they, they're going to be out at, at eight and two. So can't see it, but I'm shaking my head. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty messy. Uh, Foreign is could be is gonna get the top seed uh, with a victory over Law, Cromwell, Portland, and Wyndham. I think Wyndham's already ha has a uh, a uh, home game, but uh, then the rest of it is Barlow. Barlow, if it doesn't beat Weston, you know maybe it doesn't deserve to go. It'd be seven and three, but they need to win that game over Weston. Ledger needs to beat Fitch. Ledger Ledger will be sweating if it doesn't, but uh, you know as long as somebody below them loses, they'll be okay. But the one, the big one is Rocky Hill really mucking. I mean, it's not their fault. I mean, as Rich Dance said, look, sorry, we're not sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, in class S, it's really just comes down to HK. Um, HK, everything, it's all just seeding. And Sonia's already got the number one seed. Uh, no shock there. Holy Cross has got a home game. Bloomfield's close. Uh, the winner of Woodland Seymour could get in position for a home game. 
Uh, you also you also have New Fairfield uh, over New Milford, which would put it which would catapult it up to the top. Um, HK, if it wins, beats Valley Regional, it will get in here. And failing that though, if they if they lose, they go six and four. North Brantford wins. Um, they did lose to HK North Brantford. We will forget that. If it's a two-way tie between them in points, remember it's points that decide it, then HK would get over. But if North Brantford can somehow get in more points than HK, they would get in over HK. And I'm sure HK would be thrilled if that happened in class S. So there you go, Pete. Those are the uh those that's your playoff situation. If sorry if it's kind of all over the place, but only 10 spots remaining and uh you know, a couple wacky divisions here, but you know, and I don't know. I good luck, everybody. Just yeah, I, it it, just, it sucks because you tell your team win, you know, win the games ahead of you, and if you're HK and you won the games ahead of you, including a team that you beat and they get in over you, it's ridiculous. It's like that Shelton NFA syndrome. Remember yep. back in 2019? Wait, did we? They finished the same record. Shelton beat NFA, but the points went in NFA's favor. Like Shelton's yeah. like, wait a minute, did we beat NFA? <laughs> That's why you see these strengths of schedule points come into play. You know, they Al Carbone successfully lobbied them because he's, you know, that's that's his thing. He lobbied them to get the points change, and they did. Yeah. So you know, and that's good for all the alliance teams. The, the 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 valley thing is not the valley situation is not an alliance thing. By the way, it's not like well, no. if you were in no, the it's a it's a Pequot, not in the alliance thing. No, no, it's not because all those teams that they're trying to fight for sport, they're all not in the they're all not in the alliance. It's gotcha. just their schedule just didn't. Yeah, work. you know, maybe if they played, you know, six SEC teams, maybe they'd be. <laughs> Anyway, that does it for the points, Pete. So, uh, you know, take it away. Let's uh, let's start picking games here. All right, we're going to jump into the picks. We got 20 to pick this week. Uh, just quickly, um, shout out to you, Barker, and Brecklin. You guys all went 10-0 and all last week. Wow. Um, the big game was – you didn't get my email last night? The big no. game was uh, so- Bloomfield-Windsor uh, game. Those who picked Bloomfield um, – I'm sorry. It was you, Bowley. It was Bowley, Barker, Brecklin, and Stewart all went 10 and 0. You all picked Bloomfield. Uh, myself, Fornabio, Morelli, and McNamee went 9 and 1. We all picked Windsor. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the big difference of flipping people. Scott went 7 and 3, and the 8 ball went 5 and 5. All right. So into the into Thanksgiving we go. Uh, Bowley and Fornabio are tied for first at 79-31. McNamee Stewart tied in third at 78-32. Morelli in fourth at 75-35. and 35. Myself and the boss man, Sean Barker, tied after that with 74 right. Brecklin, 72 right. Erickson, 64 right. And the eight ball, 55 right. All right. Let's All right, you ready? Let's get a regular season it. champ, but but first of all, we, I, you you got the trophy for this, didn't I you? I did get the trophy. Would you like to see it? Let's uh, let's show this uh, on the live action. Look at the trophy. It's there so it ugly. It's so ugly. I love it. I want to win it so bad, but I know I'm not going to. Um, but no, the regular season champ Oof. is good. It's so ugly. Uh, but the regular season champ, the only benefit of being the regular season champ is it's the tiebreaker if you tie for the win in the playoffs. Oh, all right. That's that's well what I loud, so. that's what I came up with. Yes, exactly. So you've got to hold on. I'm trying not to not take too many risks. risks. Yeah, too many well. risks in Thanksgiving, but we know that these Thanksgiving games could get crazy. So we're going to run down the list. There are 20 games to pick. They are in uh, order of date and time. 
Uh, this is how I did it so I could keep it sane because I was like, what order am I going to put 20 games in? Uh, so I just did it like Tuesday games are going to be first, then Wednesday games by time, then Thursday games by time. So 10 a.m., then 10.30, whatever. All right, you ready? We're going to start. We were just talking about this team. We have the Principals Cup. We got Valley Regional Old Line, which is, uh, I believe, 8-1 and one now. Um, yes. They're going to HK, who is 6-3. Uh, and three. Um, This game's always great. In 2018, I covered this game. Uh, it was win and get in for either team. Uh, HK won uh, and went went to the playoffs and then ended up going to the Class S Championship game. Uh, they lost to Bloomfield. That was the year Valley, Valley Regional lost. They went 7-2 and two and missed the playoffs because Nanawa dropped their program a, a month before the season, and Valley Regional couldn't find a 10th game. And that cost Valley Regional a playoff spot because I believe any points they would have gotten from a 10th game would have gotten them in the playoffs. So they were home. Uh, they, were, they were home during the playoffs. Anyway, Sean, we just talked about this game. Is it Valley or is it HK? Let me just quickly just shout out HK. They were... One and two to start the season. They lost to Morgan, 23-30, or 30-23, and they got smoked by Cromwell Portland, 35-zip. Since then, they have won five out of their last six games. Their only loss was 34-9 to SMSA. Just a great job by the guys at HK. Uh, you know, Tyler Wilcox are the guys who've done an amazing job. Tyler's done a great job. Um calendar we had another calendar there picking things up uh they've uh, done what they've needed to do to get to this spot it's at it's at their home field but which is can be tough i mean i'm sure they're still growing the grass over there at hk but uh, i'm gonna go with valley regional line pete uh you know i feel like you know d'angelo john pierre is one of the best players in the league if not the state um you know jacob brand uh, th those guys have been just great all season. Their only one loss was one to uh, with known like classic to Cromwell Portland. With this development in the playoffs, I think they they uh, they step up their game. Lots of pressure, uh, but I think they step up the game in those. We're going with Valley. Yeah, I'm going to go with Valley Regional too. I just think that they're a much better team, and I think that they get into the playoffs. But I could be wrong. Again, this is Thanksgiving. All right, we're going to go to the second game. It's an SWC matchup. 8-1 Newtown at 7-2 Massick. This game last year came down to the final seconds. Massick hit a game-winning field goal to beat Newtown. Um, there's dudes all over this field. Newtown, obviously, we talked about Dylan Magazoo all year. Andrew Seibert, Caleb Smith. Um, three really good seniors for Newtown. Then on the other side, Massick, Dylan Jackson, Jason Champagne, the, uh, the Walker twins, the wide receivers for Massick. Uh, Ryan Fideli uh, has come on of late uh, for the Panthers. Uh, there's, there's talent all over this field. And I, I don't think picking either of these teams is that crazy because uh, I think they're both really good. I'm going to go with Masic. Uh I like the Panthers this year a lot. I think they're just so talented offensively that I think if they can get up ahead of Newtown, I think it would be harder for the Nighthawks to come back in this game. But, again, it's Thanksgiving, so who the hell knows? Pete, I'm going to go with Massive too. Uh, you know, Jason Champagne, Dylan Jackson, you know, those guys have just been great. Uh, you know, I, this game's always crazy, like you mentioned. Like, Massive la uh, last time out, you know, every time that there's, you think that the other team's going to have a slam dunk win, uh, the, the other team shows up and wins. So, by picking Massive, I'm sure Newtown now is going to get fired up and they're going to win this game. But uh, Massive needs a win to get in, in a way. 
here, and uh, you know I think they're just going to be ready. Uh, they, they haven't played a big game in a while. All their big their, their schedule was front loaded, uh, and so was Newtown's in a way. Newtown hasn't lost since week one. I saw them week one, and then I haven't seen them since. They haven't lost since, so maybe you know it's good if I don't show up at, uh, at Benedict Field or, or Newtown might lose. But anyway, uh, I yeah, I like Mask in this spot. I, I'm just gonna I don't know just just I just feel like this is, this is yeah. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. It's all about feel. Yeah. All right. Another Wednesday night game. This one for the SEC Championship. We got 9-0 and West Haven going yeah. to Rafferty to play the 6-3 and Jesuits. Now, Fairfield prep, rough start to the year. They really rallied. 6-3. Uh, and This is a good Fairfield prep team. Yeah. I saw them against North Haven uh, a week ago or two weeks ago now. They're 6-0 and in Division One. Yeah, I mean, one. And that's that's a hard division. Uh, in West Haven, obviously nine and zero. They're the SEC tier, tier two champs, coming off the win against Hamden. Um, I saw both these teams the same week. I saw Prep on Thursday, West Haven on Saturday. Uh, they got dudes. Uh, prep Tyler Smith, uh, Ryan Presolino, I think his name is. He's a really good baseball player too. For prep, um, you know, Wally Wachowski, uh, we know the Wachowski family are friends of the program, so shout out to Wally, and Coach Keith Helsern just su- does such a great job, and I have to shout out my Thomas bros, they were giving me, uh, they were giving me crap last Thursday, they're like, whoa, 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 you're giving shout outs to everyone, what about your SCSU guys, they gotta give a shout out to my Thomas bros, uh, you know, they're doing, it's just, it's great to see that prep has, you know, really gotten better as the year has gone on, a lot of new faces, and then West Haven, you know, Armani Reed. Nick Conlin, who I don't think we've talked about enough about how talented he is and how poised he looked as a, as a sophomore in that game uh, for West Haven. Obviously, Rich Boucher, you know, is going through, you know, uh, you know he's fighting and, and, and the team has really rallied around that. There, there's a lot of, you know, interesting elements of this game. But I've learned my lesson this year, Sean. I have learned my lesson. And I am not going to pick against West Haven. I'm going to go with uh, with the Westies. I think they're going to go to 10 and 0. Uh, the number one team in the state for a reason. I vote them number one, so I have to pick West Haven. That, and I'm afraid not to pick West Haven. Pete, I'm going to go with Fairfield Prep here. Really? Yeah, I'm going to make the first big, uh, you know, state pick. Uh, I, I I debated it. You know, not a lot of risks. I don't need to take a lot of risks, but you know, I feel like. Six and zero in in the SEC tier one is is not nothing, you know. No. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, they're zero and one versus Hamden in the SEC tier two, so uh, you know that that was a game that could have gone either way if uh, you know Fairfield Prep played a little more defense. I think the defense has definitely picked it up. Yep. West Haven's speed is going to be a problem for Fairfield Prep, but ball control. I mean, you know, who's going to be the quarterback? That's kind of up in the air because Smith was kind of hobbling around in that last game. It's been a couple yep. weeks. We don't know. Uh, but, you know, Fairfield Prep could start the, uh, I guess they have a sophomore um, in there. Yeah. But uh, hopefully he gets a new jersey number. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? He was wearing number 35. He was a freshman. He was wearing number 35. And I said to Keith Hellster, and I have the clip. I don't know why I never posted it. But I was like, Coach, we got to get him a new number. And he's like, what? You don't like? It's like watching Doug Flutie. Yeah. It's even um... worse than Doug Flutie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we could see him. I mean, who knows? Uh, it's a risky pick, yeah, but at their place, with their defense, which has been great, special teams has been great, too. I think West Haven needs kind of a little bit of dose reality going into the playoffs here. Um, you know, but, you know, we could see these teams in the, in the next next week, too. So I think you're going to see a lot of conservatism here. I'm going to see a lot of people kind of holding their cards close to their vest, not wanting to give away too much. That's what you get when you play these 
these uh these these games you know, we have six divisions and you have a very good chance of meeting these teams in the state playoffs right after thanksgiving which is just the worst so i, I you know i see this uh you know i maybe i don't know maybe who knows who knows uh, i'm just gonna go with i'm gonna go with fairfield prep here defense i think is just gonna pull this one out we'll see what happens in the playoffs so. All right, we're going to go on to the Candlewood Cup. 72, no Fairfield going to New Milford to play the 6-3 and three Green Wave. Green Wave coming off a huge win against Joel Barlow uh, two weeks ago. New yeah, Fairfield just... coming off the loss against Newtown in the pouring rain. I was there for, you know, they're an SSS school going up against Newtown. And, and, you know, New Fairfield fought. They were in that game. Um, you know, Justin McCormick, man, what a talent. What an absolute talent this kid is. He threw the ball well in the torrential downpouring rain, uh, but is just such a great athlete, can run the ball, can move the ball. And then on the other side, you have Darnell Bronson, who has really catapulted himself to the conversation of one of the best players, you know, in the area. You know, he's only a sophomore in two years when it's all said and done. I, I can't imagine what the ceiling is for, for him. Um, you know, and it's great to see Sean Murray. We talked about Sean Murray last year when New Milford was good with uh, Reese Vanek at quarterback. And we're like, oh, Sean Murray, former Bernal quarter coach, uh, quarterback and, and we did all that stuff last year on them uh, but now they're here and this is a really good game candlewood cup i love i love the name of this game um I, you know i'm gonna go first on this one again i'm just gonna continue going first i'm going with new fairfield i i just was really impressed with the way that they played against newtown who's a much bigger roster bigger school and uh i, I love watching Justin mccormick play I, I really do. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, anytime he has the ball in his hands, he he can he can go the distance. Uh, so I'm going to go to New Fairfield, go with the Rebels. Yeah, Pete. I feel like there's some there's been some massive momentum from New Milford, and I'm going to go with the Green Wave. I, they uh, you're going to ride the Green Wave. I'm going to ride the wave. They're at Joe Weiser Stadium. Uh, Murray's been you know every time we say all right, New Milford, step up and play and win a game. Guess what? They have. You know, that Barlow win was no joke, you know, and that was that. Remember, Barlow beat the crap out of New Fairfield. Now, it's a different matchup in this case. New Fairfield is a little more to New Fairfield's liking, you know, defending against, you know, a typical type of uh, a passing team. But there's lots of athletes on New Milford, and uh, this could be one of the best Candle Cups uh, in, in recent memory. I know New Fairfield kind of owns it, at least recently. They own it, own it 11 to 3 the last 14 uh, years. But uh, I'm going to go with New Milford here. I think it's finally time for them to shine. Murray to kind of make his mark here as a really good coach. We know that. But now it's time to get into the consciousness of the rest of the state. I'm going with Greenwood. All right. All right. Then we got another one. You were at this game last year. It was a wild one. Went to, I believe, one or two overtimes. Got Greenwich at Staples. Both teams come in 8-1. and one. Uh, Greenwich, former number one team in the state. Only loss is to Southington. Uh, 29-28, and Staples lost to St. Joe's, I believe, week two. Um, Greenwich, we, we talked about their dudes, right? Jack Wilson, Dom DeLuca, Gar uh, Galetta, um, you know, Insignia, um, Consberg. We can just go on and on about the guys that Greenwich has. And then on the other side at Staples, you know, obviously, the Staples quarterback Caleb Smith, another Caleb Smith, is playing really well. Then you got the wideouts. I mean, Tyler Clark is putting up record numbers at Staples. Uh, James Hillhouse is, you know, he's, yes, he's their wide receiver too, but he's a wide receiver one. I mean, he can ball out too. Uh, Michael Nealon leading the defense uh, at linebacker. I mean, Staples has guys too. I am 
I'm falling in love with Staples as the year goes on. Like, I, I've been voting them in my top 10. I think what Coach Adam Barons is doing is, is great at, at Staples. They're back in contention. That's good for high school football. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm torn on this one, so I'm going to pass the buck to you and let you go first. Oh, thanks a lot, Pete. I'm going <laughs> to go with Greenwich. Uh, I just think overall the more complete team. I'm a little worried by uh, by Staples in that Ridgefield game with you know without your without without a quarterback. You know, I still was yeah. that was tough. Um, you know, fourteen to what was it? Fourteen to eleven. It was eleven. One by three, scaring everybody, including myself. Yeah. Put uh, Staples into the playoffs a little prematurely, but I like uh, Greenwich in this spot. I just think it's a more complete team. You know, I've been voting you up on top near the number one but yeah look out for staples they're really good this is gonna be another one of those class double l games where everyone's gonna be holding them closer to a vest because this could be a semi-final game if the things yeah. break the way that they you know it's potentially could out of the realm of possibility for sure or it could be on the other side we'll see but you know a lot of these double l games man they're just you know we can see it next week so i'm almost like well what's the point of, what's the point of playing next week yeah it's, i think this might be um it's like the MVP voting in like sports. It's like, oh, do we want to pick LeBron James again as the MVP of the NBA? Uh, fatigue and like Staples is kind of like the new kids on the block. But I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna fall for the fatigue. I'm gonna go with Greenwich. I agree with you. I think they are the more complete team. Uh, the couple of times I've seen them this year, I've been very impressed. Even in the Southington game, when when they're rolling. They look really, really good. They just have to keep that up for 60 minutes, and I know that they've done a better job at doing that. The Trumbull game is one to note. You know, Trumbull scored in the second half, and instead of laying down, Greenwich came right back. Um, so I'm going to go with them. We are going to roll a Before little quicker. Before we roll on, oh. you picked Staples in the this draft of the uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, I was just I was just filling those out. I got to go in and actually you know right. pick them. Hedging um, your bets. Right. Okay. Yes, hedging my bets. No, I have to fix those. Um, all right, we're going to move quickly because we got a lot more to go. We don't want to keep you here the whole time, and we have other things that we have to get done. We're going to go up to the ECC for Ledger Sword. Ledger 8-1 uh, at Fitch, who's 5-4. and four. Uh, I'm going to go quickly. I'm going to go with Ledyard. Um, I, 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 the win against Wyndham is, is really stands out to me because uh, I think Wyndham is the best team in the ECC by beating, you know, kill, killingly. Um, Ledyard thump them i mean Wyndham scored late in that game to make it somewhat close but i i just i'm all in on on james green and uh mike tomorrow from the day did a really fun story on the quarterback jackson polter uh he's like five seven so we have kyle valentine from maloney who's the best five foot six quarterback in the state and we have jackson polter who's the best five foot seven quarterback in the state there's a really good story you should go check it out but I, i'm gonna go with ledger I really want to pick Fitch in this spot, but I'm going to go with Letter. I'm going to go conservative here. James Green is a great player, and uh, you know after what they did to Wyndham uh, a few weeks ago, you know that's that's no joke there. So uh, I'm going to go with the Colonels to, to keep the sword, but uh, you know that's going to be a tough, tough game. You know Fitch may be out of the running, but uh, that's always always tough. A tough Absolutely. game. It's at their place too. All right, gonna we're going to stay. We're going to stay up in the ECC for New London at NFA. New London 2-7. NFA is 3-6. and six. It's the 159th meeting uh, between the two schools, which was really a long time ago. Um, that's just what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with NFA. I think NFA has gotten better as the year has gone on. Uh, credit, really, to Eric Larka and his coaching staff. Uh, this team, I believe, might have been 0-5 at one point, and uh, they've really rallied here. They, they beat Ledyard. Um, and uh, I think Coach Lark has got them going in the right direction. They're going to end the season on a high note with a win over New London. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with NFA here, too. I mean, there's not a lot I know about these teams. I do know New London's lost or, you know, been really close against some pretty, you know, not so good teams, and which I don't know uh, what they what they're really bringing. It's been tough for both of them. But I think, like you just said, NFA has been playing better down the stretch. I'm going with the Wildcats. All right, coming back down to Fairfield County, we have the Turkey Bowl, 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 Bowl. One of New two Canaan, Turkey Bowls. Barlow West yes. calls itself the Turkey Bowl, too. And Weaver Hartford Public calls it the Turkey Day game, which yes. I, I learned. Uh, but we got New Canaan. They're 8-1. They're going to Darien to play the 6-3 and three Blue Wave. Darien's kind of really turned their season around uh, after a really tough start. Uh, they were my most disappointed team at the midseason report. They have shut me up. They're playing really well. Um, this game's always really interesting because the underdog, uh, the favorite, doesn't always win. Um, New Canaan has won four in a row in this series. Um, and because I've seen both teams this year, I'm going to go with New Canaan. Uh, I think they are the heavy favorite in this game, which means I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to go with New Canaan. Darian hasn't won this game since Drew Pine was a freshman. Freshman. 2016. And it took overtime to beat him. Finlay Collins, yeah, he, well, they were up big, Darian, in that game uh, in in 2016, and then you know he let him back and got and got it tied, and then in overtime he threw the pick off to uh, Finlay Collins. Just an absolute epic game. Yeah, we have highlights of that on our YouTube page. Go check that out. But uh, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going with Darian here. I think they're due. They're due to win in this game. They're due to upset the apple cart a little bit. New Canaan, again, offensively, just kind of an enigma at this point. And Darian showed up against Greenwich. And Darian is sick and tired of everybody telling him that they haven't won anything yet. They haven't done anything. They stink. They this. They that. They're not going anywhere. They have a chance to go to the state playoffs here. And I know uh, they are anxious to finally beat New Canaan. Uh, and it's at their field in front of their fans going to the state playoffs on a high and show everybody that Darian football ain't going anywhere. I'm going with the blue wave. Oh, I'm not confident in my pick, right? We're, right now, you really pump me up. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I'm going to stick with New Canaan, though. All right. Yeah. We're going to go to the NBL for one of the best Thanksgiving. I games. traded uh, Pete. I um, traded. I traded my Fitch pick. I said, you know what? I'm going to head here. I'm going to go pick fit. I'll pick Ledger because I, you know, I think Fitch can win that game. But I picked Ledger because it's a safe one, and then I so I can set up my Darien pick. All right, we are running down the back stretch of this. We got Ansonia Naugatuck. This game is great. Naugatuck won last year. It was the first Ansonia loss in the NVL in what feels like a very long time. I don't know the exact number. Uh, Ansonia comes in nine and zero, led by Cassetti Kaminsky. Uh, Preston, who I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name. He's a stud. Ingram, Malachi Ingram, is awesome. Uh, and then Naugatuck, they're getting healthy, right? Diedelbaum is our dude. Caden Martin is awesome. Jet Hall Love is back. Um, just a, a lunch pal player. Yeah. Um, but we got this one. Uh, this one's always a great one. I'm I'm going to go with Naugatuck. I think Naugatuck is, is healthy. Um, I think with a full Jet Hall, I think Naugatuck beats Holy Cross, and this is 9-0, 9-0. And Sonia struggled against Holy Cross as well uh, when I saw it. I, I'm just going to go with Naugatuck. I, I think the Greyhounds win this for the second year in a row. There's one thing I've learned <laughs> covering football in Connecticut for the better part of 20 years, two decades, is that you never bet against Ansonia. Even when you know they... Uh, might be down. You just can't ever bet against Ansonia. Nine times out of ten, you're going to win that bet. If you bet with Ansonia, if you bet against them, you're just going to burn you every time. Last year, I got burned by picking Seymour 
which, you know, this year they showed up a little bit at least. Last year they didn't show up at all, and Sony gave me the business. I'd be hearing it from Eddie Lego and all those guys. If I don't pick Ansonia here, it's at Nagachuk. I'm going with the Chargers, though. It's after last year they lost on their own field. Guarantee you that the, the Chargers coaching staff won't let their kids forget it. I'm going with Cassetti and the Chargers over Nagachuk. They're going to get back the NBL title. All right. Next up, we're going down to Stratford for the Joe Morelli. I'm sorry, the Manning E. Harvey Trophy. The Joe Morelli uh, Memorial Trophy. Uh, Bunnell is five and four, uh, and they got Stratford who's three and six. Last year, Stratford won this game. Yeah. Uh, and Joe Morelli was the only person to pick Stratford. Uh, this year, Joe Morelli, not to show picks, but Joe Morelli picked against his alma mater. He picked Bunnell. Um. You know, Michael Michael Trevelli, I have it on the capsules. I think he's like 160 yards away from reaching 2,000. <clears> he is a fun player to watch. And then over at Stratford, Tristan Pena, he's just a really good overall, all-around athlete uh, for Stratford. Uh, you think Bunnell is not happy at the way things went last year, uh, you know, brick by brick tie. Um, and because of that, I'm going with Bunnell. I'm going with Trevelli and his yeah. quest for 2K. I, I say Trevorelli gets, in that. I, gets his 2K. Uh, I see uh, Benel beating Stratford in this game. Uh, they just had the better all overall season. I know it's kind of a toss-up when these teams play. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I just think they've shown me a lot more, and they have one of the best backs in the state. I agree. All right, we're going to go down to Bridgeport for the 100th meeting of Harding and Bridgeport Central. Both teams are 0-9. Quickly, side note, go to GameTimeCT.com and read – the amazing story that Chris Ellsbury did on the history of this game. Uh, it was so well done, so in-depth. Talked to a lot of former players, former coaches. There's a lot of great nuggets in there about the history of that game. Um, it's 100. Uh, look, both teams are 0-9, um, but the game still means something, and it means a lot to that city and to those schools. Uh, I'm going to go with Bridgeport Central. Uh, I, Tommy, you got this one. All right, man. Kellenberg, St. John the Baptist. I have that belief in you. I'm going with Central. Yeah, this is a tough call for me, man. <laughs> I remember going to Hedges Stadium in the old Harding High School campus, that grass mud field in 2004. That was my first introduction to this game. You know, they had the DJ up there. but I forget it. I don't remember his name, but he was playing like, you know, 1970s like you know Curtis Mayfield stuff up in the press box it was awesome before every down it was great in lieu of a band uh I miss those days you know and even then Harding uh had a team you know they had they had the bus Byron Jackson uh back then they almost upset playoff bound Br uh Bridgeport Central in that game uh, that was those were the glory days and it, it, it wasn't that long ago and it's hard to see these teams both oh and nine you know ah. Uh, I'm going to go with Harding. This game is just going to be wild. There's unpredictable. I'm just going to go with Harding just to just to go with Harding. Um, and it's at, at Kennedy Stadium, but I just think, uh, I don't know. There's no reason. I'm just going to go with Harding here. Harding right. has had the better of Central throughout this series. So Yes. With ex the exception of the glory days of Central with the Catalina years, but I'm going to go with Harding all right, we got, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got nine left. We got to run through them because we are in a time constraint. So we got, next up, we got the Apple Valley Classic. Southington's 8-1 and one going to Cheshire. They are 6-3. and three. I'm going to go with Southington in this game. Uh, I Lincoln Cardillo might be my favorite player to cover in this state. I think he is just an absolute beast. Uh, just a great, hard-nosed football player. 
uh, Benedetto, Williams. They got dudes. I'm going with Southern Control. Cheshire hasn't won this game since 2011. That is uh, that is one long run of dominance. And uh, New Cannon, New Cannon, and uh, Southington has been one of the state's best teams. You know, if Jeffries can get room to maneuver, I mean, he's not really playing quarterback much. If he, but if they if they can try and get him out in space, and maybe he can make some plays. I mean, he's amazing. Uh, but I would say Cheshire would get a shot. Uh, the rest of the team's got to step up though around him. I don't know. I love Cardillo too. I'm going with Blue Knights. All right. We're going to go to the Turkey Day game. It's back after a six-year hiatus. I believe this is the 92nd meeting between these two schools. Weaver in their first varsity season as an individual team in six years. They're two and three. Hartford Public. What's their record now? I wrote this and then so many five things changed. They're five and four now. So many things changed when I wrote this out. Uh, Hartford Public with the chance of the playoff spot on the line. I really want to pick Weaver because I'm so happy that they're back, but I can't. I'm going to pick Hartford Public, and I think Hartford Public goes to the playoffs. Sean? Yeah, that was a big winning over New Britain, and New Britain's not like, you know, New Britain or the Jack Cochran era, but certainly it's still a big school with a lot of good athletes. You know, um, good good game by them. After a crazy day that Hartford Public had, you know, winning on a forfeit to, to Northwest Catholic, then, then losing a forfeit uh, to uh, Rocky Hill, then coming back that night and beating – uh, New Britain. That was a really big moment there. I, you know, I, 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 I say they win and get in, and uh, that's it. Harford Public. All right, we're gonna go to the Battle of the Bell in Bristol at uh, Muzzy Field. Bristol Eastern three and six, going up against Bristol Central Week. Uh, that is one and eight. Uh, this game last year, we had Alex Marshall versus Victor Rosa in this game. This year, not so much. Um, you know, Bristol Central's obviously rebuilding after, you know, a generational talent in Victor Rosa, who's killing it at UConn. Uh, I'm going to go with Bristol Eastern in this game. Um, I like the Lancers. I saw them against Berlin. I, I kind of liked what they were doing. Uh, Berlin was just a better team, but I'm going to go with the, with the Lancers. This is always an amazing matchup, Pete, the Battle of the Bell. And it's going to, they're going to go into this one with a heavy heart because, uh, you know, it was, it's still fresh in everybody's mind up at Bristol. The, the, the two police officers who were shot. Uh, Sergeant Del Monte and Officer Hamsey um, in that just awful d- d- disturbance, uh, which was just down the street from ESPN. And then I, you, you saw the communities getting together and, and, and putting out their blue lights for all the, the for the, the fallen officers. And obviously, uh, we wish their families nothing but just, you know, our love and, and, and hopes for the future uh, getting through this just difficult time. And, you know, uh, the, the game should be kind of more of a celebration of, uh, of those communities up there. But uh, as far as the game goes, I'm going to go with uh, Bristol Eastern. They're kind of doing this game. And, you know, I think they've just had the better season overall. Uh, but uh, it should be, a, a, you know, kind of a bittersweet uh, moment up there at Muzzy Field. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so you're going with Bristol Eastern as well. All right, going to the Stoddard Bowl, one of my favorite Thanksgiving games. Maloney eight and one for at, at Platt six and three, but they're playing at Falcon Field, but they're both play their home games. Uh, this stand's going to be split green and, and blue and gold. A um, lot on the line in this game, especially for Platt winning their in loss and and you pray. Um, Sean, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm still I'm still mulling over my pick. <laughs> uh, I luckily for you, I've already made my pick. I'm going to go with Maloney. Uh, I did see Platt. I think Platt is really talented. Um, but, uh, you know, Maloney's still kind of that bittersweet taste in their mouth of losing the number one trophy. 
uh, to to uh, to Glastonbury, who's turned out to be pretty good. They're really coming on Glastonbury. They they wrapped up their regular season, beating just the crap out of uh, out of Simsbury. Simsbury. Yeah, it was like fifty three to ten or fifty six, something crazy. Um, so they're going in the double L's on a high. But uh, as far as this game is concerned, I'm going to go with Maloney. I think they, you know, they've gotten their, you know, they've got a little dose of reality, and uh, I think they're going to get back to business in this one. I mean, it could go either way. This game's always crazy. They only lead the all-time series by, what well, the all-time Thanksgiving series by two and I think three overall. So uh, you know, should be really fun. I mean, it's probably one of the best games of the of the, of the day. Yeah, I. I mm-hmm. Here we go. My mind is saying, my mind is saying to pick Malone. Yeah, there. I think Maloney's really good, but like, I think, like, I think I'm gonna go with Platt because Attaboy. one, I love the chaos. I love the chaos. I think this game is can be an even. I think this game's even on Thanksgiving, no matter what. And um, I think it might, you know, rally the Maloney guys. I, I know are gonna be thrilled about this pick, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with Platt. I, I, I just. I got a weird wait, feeling. Wait, wait a second. Is this is this a mole pick for Maloney's sake? No. Is, is are just... they are they saying Pete pick against us? So we got some more motivation. <laughs> no, that's St. Joe's. Um... No, oh, <laughs> no. I'm just I'm here for the chaos. So I'm I'm gonna go with Platt. I don't think Jason Bruin wants you to pick it. I don't think he wants you to pick Maloney. Well, eh, no, he's stuck with me. I'm picking Platt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Going down to my town. We got the Rumble and Trumble. 72, the Trumbull Golden Eagles. Eagles, they're going to um, the St. Joe's to play the Hogs, who are 8-1. and one. Um, I'm sticking with what I've done all season, and I'm going to pick Trumbull. Your boys. So, my boys. I pay taxes here now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now you're biased. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with St. Joe. I have no reason not to go uh, with St. Joe here. Uh, they've uh, had the tough, they have the toughest schedule in the state bar none. Nobody's yep. had anything like St. Joe has played. Despite all that, they have persevered and a couple things go their way. You know, maybe they kind of show up, they show up a little bit better in the first half. They could be undefeated at this point. Trouble's been an enigma. Uh, you know, just when I'm ready to believe in them, they, they, they lose a, a tough game. Uh, I'm going with the Hogs. I see no reason otherwise. Uh, they're both going to the playoffs, so it's no big, no big thing. But I'm going to go with the Hogs here. Yeah, St. Rose was really good. I just, they just, they always yell at me whenever I'm there. Why don't you pick us? I'm like, well, you guys always no. win when I don't. So the one time I might be right though. Uh, this game, I'm very much so uh, looking forward to seeing the result of that. All right, we're going to the Elm City Bowl uh, in New Haven. We got Wilbur Cross here three and two, playing against Hill House, who is also three and two. It'll be the final game. Uh, for Hill House coach Reggie Lytell, who was stepping down at the end of the season. Uh, another game with a lot of history. Uh, means a lot to the city and the players who play in it. Emotions will be high that day because it is Reggie's last game. I imagine there will be a lot of alum in attendance, a lot of former players, and the kids know what they're playing for. I'm going to go with Hill House. I'm going to go with a cross, Pete. Um, I'm just, just a feeling. I'm going with the Govs. You know, they're going to spoil uh, Reggie's last. I mean, it could be like 12-6, I think, a final. You know, write that one down, 12-6 final or something crazy like that. But, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the Govs. All right. We got three more. We got the Mayor's Cup in Milford. This game is awesome. I mean, Foreign is 9-0, and led by Jack Cushman and Joe Gaetano, tuba player. What up? Uh, Coach Tom Drew has done a great job. The Lions are 9-0. They're going to Law. Law's 8-1. John Nider, 
uh, Matt Haggerty, um, you know, Coach Henley has done obviously a really good job with this program. They were good last year. They really took off this year. They do have a, a loss to Guilford. Foreign was handily beating Guilford, let Guilford right back in the game. Foreign was able to hold off Guilford uh, to win that game by one. So this is going to be a really close matchup. Um, I'm going to go with Foreign um, strictly because Joe Gaetano plays the tuba. Yes. And I and I played the tuba. That's my thought process. Right. Sean, who do you got? This is the best overall record these two teams have taken into this matchup. It's usually, like we've mentioned, two and seven versus, you know, three and three and six. It's something like, you know, everyone kind of st- it's fun for Milford. They love it. They love this this game. And uh, now it's it's massive. Only the unfortunate part is is that it's uh, there's no playoffs really involved other than they're both in the playoffs for the first time together. So that's that's great. Uh, so the pressure's a little off. Everyone's going to have a little bit of fun. Maybe that'll make for a better game. Not like that 2017 game where the law needed to win to get in uh, to crash the party there. I think Foreign might have needed to win to get in too, but none of that. It's just going to be all for good old-fashioned bragging rights. If Foreign goes on and win a state championship and law beats him here, they'll never hear the end of it, <laughs> right? You know, and vice versa. I mean, if that happens. So, uh, but in that that case, I'm going to go with Foreign here. I say they they... Again, I'm just I'm I'm amazed. I went to their preseason scrimmage against uh, Cromwell, Portland, and Killingly, and I spent two seconds looking over foreign. I'm like, eh, and I walked away. And uh, look at this—they're ten and zero. Who knew? Nine and zero. Nine and zero. Don't jump ahead. On the verge of being ten and zero. Who knew? Yeah, um, Law, you know. Law, Law's going to cut that clip and just keep playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions, though. I, I say they complete the unbeaten season, get that home game, and can they win a class double S playoff uh, championship? We shall see. But uh, I say they win the Battle of Milford. All right, we're going down to now the Battle of Wallington, the Carini Bowl. Lyman Hall, 4-5, and five, Sheen, 4-5. and five. Sheen has dominated this series in recent memory. Uh, Sheen teams were much better than they are you know, this year. Both teams come in at four and five. Both teams have played two completely different schedules uh, to get here at four and five. Uh, I think the Titans stay true, and the Titans extend their win streak in this series. Never yeah, bet against Ferrazzi. I'm going. I'm going with Sheehan. As much as uh, uh, I'd like to see uh, Lyman Hall maybe snap the uh, snap the streak here, I just don't see it. Sheehan's played a much tougher schedule uh, than uh, Lyman Hall. I'm going with the Titans. All right, the last game we got is the Green Bowl. 8-1 Hamden versus Notre Dame-West Haven, uh, which is 6-3. and three. Hamden won this game last year for the first time in a while. Hamden, Hamden will wear green in this game for the first time in a very long time. Uh, the game is at Joe Bruno Field, Joe Bruno Stadium in Hamden, uh, where the game is always held. But Hamden will get to wear the home green for the first time in a long time. I know my boys, uh, Colin and Matt McDonough, are going to be st- very happy about that. They tweet about this game all the time. Uh, but two really good teams. Two teams that are going to the playoffs. Uh, Hamden coming off the loss against West Haven. Uh, I don't know what to do with this game. Like, in recent years, it was easy. You just picked Notre Dame because they had won so many in a row. Now I'm sitting here and I'm like, if I pick Notre Dame, am I crazy? But I'm like, are they going to come Hamden? Hamden? Yeah, I was like, Hamden's having a really good year. I was really impressed with the way that Hamden played against West Haven last week. Um, so I'm I'm going to go with Hamden. I'm going to go with the Green Dragons. Um, two in a row. Who's, who'd have thought? By the yeah. way, Bloomfield's after you. You know, you got West Haven yeah. after you. I know you made Maya Culpas with the 
with uh, Unger there, but last week, but uh, Bloomfield now after him. They're like, yeah, he never, never believes in us, and we showed him. You know, they were, <laughs> they were not only shouting out Coach Mo, the, you know, who died, uh, this, uh, this just week, week three, right before they they lost to uh, Berlin. Berlin. You know, their 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 head gas basketball coach. They're shouting him out, um, and then they were like, Pete, you have forsaken us. Uh, you know, we're, we we showed you, Pete. Well, I'll get to pick him in the playoffs. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see if I can rectify uh, that. I'm going to go with Hamden here too. I, you know, I can't believe I'm saying it. They're going to win two in a row in the Green Bowl. Uh, but this is going to be just a great battle. The only problem is, I wish there was more at stake other than playoff seating. You know, and, and that's, again, that is that is really the problem with with these uh, these six divisions. Now everybody gets in, and then you know we leave us with Thanksgiving games that are you know all just for who's going to play who in the state. Pop and circumstance. If they, yeah, I mean that's if that's their goal is to kind of devalue Thanksgiving so they can get rid of it. You know what? You know I see you guys. I see it. All right, let's. This is supposed. This is a great, unique thing for Connecticut, and I think there's still a way we can play Thanksgiving Day games in this meaningful Thanksgiving Day games in this state uh, without starting our playoffs at the end of October or beginning of November. I think we can do it. You know, there, if if you guys really want to have the courage, you can do it. But if you want to just throw teams in the playoffs, you know, Notre Dame getting in, it's whatever. They could have got in at 5-5. Five five. But anyway, uh, that said, I'm going to go with Hamden here. Uh, the Green Dragons will be great. We'll see if Cam Kemp can play. Uh, Tom Dyer, we saw, I saw him last week. He said it was just a uh, uh, an elbow dislocation. And he That's could great be to good hear. to go for the playoffs, which is great to hear. It looked like his, his arm snapped in two when I yeah. watched the film. But uh, so that'd be good. Great to hear. We'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously, that's a that's, you know, it's still a hard injury. But, uh, you know, I love their speed and I love their uh, their just their attitude. This is a, a really good handed team. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, Notre Dame has been very good, too. And uh, I think everyone's kind of overlooking them. I should say my champ, my class M champion, Notre <laughs> Dame Green Knights. But uh, we'll see what happens here. I'm going. All right. That's it. That's it. That's our Thanksgiving picks. That's our Thanksgiving preview. We will see you out on the field Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll be back early next week, maybe late next week, uh, for the for the playoff pre-preview. The playoffs starting on Tuesday. So for I'm Pete Pagaga for Sean Patrick Polio. Uh, we'll see you out there. This has been the Meat Grinder on Game Time CT. <laughs> Bye. Love you all. <laughs>